stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. So the new NAFTA, or I guess the USMCA as it's known, it's kind of slowly fading from the headlines. It was pretty dramatic a week ago. Uh, when we got word that a deal had been reached because uh, the collapse of talks at the time seemed just as plausible. There, there has been a lot of parsing of, of this agreement. And, you know, on the whole, uh, it might be uh, less than ideal, maybe even not as good as the current NAFTA. Uh, but in many ways, it's, it's awfully close to NAFTA. Uh, and I suppose having a deal, a deal that's relatively close to, to NAFTA, is a lot better than having no deal. Um, but despite that, and despite the uh, new Trans-Pacific Partnership, there is some question about uh, the Prime Minister's so-called progressive trade agenda, whether we have anything to show for that. And moreover, and as it relates back to the new NAFTA, where it leaves his vision, his idea of a free trade deal with China. Now, there is a provision in the new NAFTA, in the USMCA, which uh, allows for a, a basically a six-month window for uh, either party to to exit essentially and it makes specific mention uh, of a trade deal with a non-market country being a trigger in other words it seems as though the u.s is making it clear that if canada wants to pursue a free trade deal with china uh that they might take a dim view of that there's a new paper out today from uh, the uh School of Public Policy at the University of Calgary, as well as the Canadian Global Affairs Institute, looking at uh, where we go from here on all of this. Joining us on the line is Hugh Stevens. He's an executive fellow at the School of Public Policy at the U of C and a fellow with the Canadian Global Affairs Institute. Hugh, thanks so much for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Thank you very much, Rob. Good uh, afternoon. Well, I appreciate you making some time for us here. I mean, now that we've had kind of a, a week to digest this uh, NAFTA 2.0, I mean, what, what's your sense of, of what the deal means for Canada? Well, I think that... Uh, uh, we, you know, we've seen much analysis. I think you pointed out that essentially what we have is a very similar version to NAFTA under a new name. Uh, Mr. Trump didn't want to use the NAFTA name. Um, we have been able to hang on to most of what we had in NAFTA. We made very, very few gains. It was really a defensive operation. But at the end of the day, we saved the uh, essentials of NAFTA. But, of course, we've had to give in a few areas, uh, uh, a little bit on dairy, uh, the uh, non-market clause that you mentioned uh, on IP and in a few other areas. And frankly, uh, the main gains that we had were that we didn't lose more than the Americans were threatening to take away at the beginning. Mm-hmm. In terms of this, this notion of progressive trade, because I think to a lot of people, economics is economics. Progressive, that's, that's political. What, what is progressive trade? Well, you know, there's no one simple definition, but certainly the current government has been talking about this for the last couple of years. Uh, and I think their thesis is that, uh, that you know, in, uh, trade and globalization has a bad name in a number of quarters, and that's because there's a feeling that, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people haven't really gained. There have been some winners, but a lot of losers. Whereas if trade was more progressive, whatever in fact that means, it would be better for the middle class generally. And into that has been uh, sort of woven a whole whole lot of themes, um, uh, greater focus on the environment, uh, greater focus on labor issues, uh, and in particular, uh, gender, indigenous issues, and so forth. So they've all been kind of bundled together as part of this progressive trade agenda. And I mean, there's little bits of that in this this USMCA deal. I mean, there's essentially what amounts to a minimum wage component for uh, for automobile uh, workers right. in, in Mexico. So they, yeah. I mean, it, it does address those kinds of things. 
Well, in, in fact, it brings both labor and the environment into the agreement. Under NAFTA, they had been, uh, in, in effect, side agreements that were tacked on after to get the ratification. And so you're right, there's a, there's a fairly robust labor chapter. Um, some of the other goals that Canada set out uh, in the progressive agenda were perhaps not achieved. And, in, and uh, as you say, in many cases, people consider them to be more social policy than trade policy. There is, there is some reference to Indigenous rights and, uh, you know, the government has the ability to implement its commitments to Indigenous, to First Nations without falling afoul of the trade agreement. There are some references to gender, uh, to gender, pardon me, uh, but it's not as if there is a groundbreaking uh, new chapter on gender equality and so forth. It's kind of woven in in parts of it, but mm-hmm. I would say that it's certainly a toned down and a rather pale version of probably what the government had hoped for initially. Now, stories that had emerged um, back uh, last year, I guess it was, when the prime minister was, was in China, was hoping to get a trade deal with the Chinese, is that the Chinese took a rather dim view of, of all of this, so the idea of a, a progressive trade agenda. So, so that's problematic. Now we've got this non-market clause in the new NAFTA. That's also problematic. Combined, do these two factors spell, spell bad news for the idea of, of free trade with China? Um. That's hard to say. The Prime Minister certainly makes it more difficult. There's no question about that. Uh, And progressive trade was already a bone of contention. And now with this, uh, in effect, Canada and Mexico giving the U.S. what amounts to a veto over their conclusion of a a free trade agreement with a non-market economy, the only one of which would qualify, uh, as far as anybody's aware, is is China, makes it even even more difficult. I think there are ways of dealing with some of the progressive agenda items. China made it very clear it did not see these as part of the core functions of a trade agreement. But there are ways of finding common ground on the environment, on labor, and even on some of the other, maybe I call them softer issues, gender, gender, um, indigenous issues, and so forth. These could perhaps be dealt with in separate forums. Governance has even been mentioned as a a progressive trade agenda. And, of course, that's kind of anathema to, to to the Chinese. So there are probably ways around it. Um, how Canada will get out of the box of uh, this Article 3210 is another question. I mean, I think uh, we need to hear a bit more from the government on its thinking as to how, in fact, we can move ahead with China, as they have said they want to do, given what they have agreed to in USMCA. Uh, but should we? I mean, you know, they, I think the original Trans-Pacific Partnership, for example, was seen as maybe a counter to China, at least as so long as the U.S. was a part of it. Um, and, and given what we see now in this in this NAFTA, I mean, it maybe gives us pause. But putting all of that aside, I mean, is there a case for uh, a trade deal with China? Well, a lot of people believe there is. A lot of people in the business community believe that there is. We are going to be trading with China whether we have a trade agreement or not. And so the thinking is, why not set out some agreed rules that will protect Canadian business in China and will make it clear as to what the Chinese can and cannot do in Canada. We'll have a, uh, an accepted dispute settlement mechanism to resolve issues so that that trade proceeds more smoothly. If we don't have a free trade, a free trade agreement with China, excuse me, we will still continue to do business with China. Um, we will be at a disadvantage uh, against our Australian counterparts, for example. But um, there's no question that China needs to continue to open up, and if perhaps a trade agreement would, would help them move in that direction, that would be a good thing. But it's very hard to know whether, in fact, we'll have the maneuver, uh, maneuverability or the room to maneuver, given what's now being agreed to in the new NAFTA agreement. Well, yeah, it makes it that much more tricky, I think. So, so where do we go from here, do you think? 
Well, I think there are a few things on the agenda. I mean, the first, of course, is with regard to the uh, USMCA. It has to be ratified in all three countries. That's not necessarily uh, an easy process in the U.S. and even in Canada. Uh, there's issues of timing. Will it be done before the next election? There's implementing legislation that has to be brought in. So that's one piece of business that needs to be finished. There's still the issue of the WTO that is out there. And in fact, next week in Ottawa, there will be a conference convened of a number of countries looking to find ways to proceed to reform the WTO. The U.S. is not, at this point, uh, invited to that particular meeting. They have, uh, they've been more part of the problem rather than part of the solution. And, of course, there is the broad trade diversification agenda, of which China is one part, but there are others. Uh, right now, the prospects are being canvassed for a, an agreement between Canada and ASEAN. There is the completion of the Trans-Pacific Partnership, or the Comprehensive and Progressive Trans-Pacific Partnership, which is currently in Parliament. So there are a number of other pieces to finish up as well. Very interesting. Well, people can read more of your paper. It's uh, posted online at uh, both policyschool.ca and cgai.ca. Hugh Stevens, thank you so much for joining us here today. Really appreciate this. You're very welcome. Thank you. All right, take care. That is uh, Hugh Stevens. Uh, he's uh, with the um, executive fellow with the School of Public Policy at the U of C, a fellow with the Canadian Global Affairs Institute. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.